Welcome to the Road Racers Podcast at www.roadracerspodcast.com. Now, get ready for the drop of the green flag. Welcome to the Road Racers Podcast. This is Derek Ross, your host of Road Racers Podcast. That's cars racing on road courses. Left turns, right turns, up through the gears, down through the gears, on the brakes, on the gas, sliding around, having a good time, rain or shine. Hey, and if you're not a big road racing fan, maybe just hang out for a bit, see how you like it. Strap into your seats, let's go to the track, let's talk to some people, have some fun when it comes to the world of road racing. Sitting here with Mr. Byron Payne, he and I are in the portable studio, having a wonderful time. All right. In the Dodge minivan. Dodge minivan. Hey, it works. Got you. Whatever it takes. Yeah, I actually wanted to talk to you for quite some time, so I finally flagged you down outside the road and said, hey, come on over, hop in here. We've got air conditioning going, and we're baking in Las Vegas. Actually, it's not that hot today because it's, it's fall. But Yeah, we're fortunate, except for the wind. And Vegas is your hometown, right? Las Vegas has been home for 12 years now. Born and raised Louisville, Kentucky. Moved to Las Vegas uh, as a trial run to see if I could keep my racing career going, and it was a good choice for me. The town treated me well, and it was a good decision. That's great. I didn't. Twelve years. Twelve years. Wow. Did not know that. <laughs> Very cool. So last time I saw you was uh, earlier this summer at Watkins Glen, and you were in Coney Challenge. Right. And having a good time. Absolutely. Been several years since I'd actually sat in a cockpit. In those type of situations with some pressure and to go out and compete, I was pretty fortunate to get the funding put together for that one-off race and uh, went out and did the best job I could. Learned a new car, new track, basically during the race. Drove the last hour and a half stint. Uh, Finished 13th after my teammate qualified the car 30th. Um, Kept it on the track, did a good job, gave the team its best finish of the year until just, I think, this last race in VIR, uh, their other driver, Guy Cosmo, I believe, finished 10th. So, but overall, to be out of the car for that many years, get back in the cockpit under those conditions, pretty happy and pleased with that, and try to build on it and do something a little more consistent in 09. That's awesome. And what team was it that you were in the Coney Challenge event with? That was, uh, that was Fountain Motorsports. They run the BMW 330i. They run three uh, BMWs. It's under new ownership with Jeffrey Bach, who recently purchased the team, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be under a new banner in 09 called Next Generation. Okay, great. So the inside scoop already. Absolutely. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, some people listening might think, well, the guy hasn't driven forever, but, I mean, that's, you know, everyone who's in the business of... Uh, Producing good drivers and coaching drivers know that that's, you know, you've been behind the wheel a ton. What, what else have you been going on? I know you've got a whole bunch of stuff going on. Right. I mean, you know, I've, I'm still active in the, in the industry, just coaching, as you said, doing racing schools, uh, corporate events for car manufacturers, obviously some team programs. So I have many irons in the fire, which you want to do in this industry, because you never know what can happen, what can dry up on you. So you just try to keep it going. Uh, you know you're responsible for yourself you're self-employed so and at the same time kind of got the bug to get back in the cockpit and be more serious about it so you know like i said earlier i'm just fortunate to to get the funding for a one-off race did pretty good going to try to build on that just recently hired a uh, a pr guy out of lexington kentucky which kentucky's my hometown where i was born and raised and this guy, Lynn Manley, was the head man of Valvoline many, many years ago. I believe he actually 
was the first individual to ha- get involved with IndyCar racing with Valvoline. Oh. And he started his own PR uh, program, helping raise funding for uh, race car drivers. So I contacted him to see if he was still active and doing that, which he was. And then one of my uh, friends in the industry, Johnny Cannabis, uh, and I are very similar in our experience and what we do. So. We decided to uh, we decided to try to put a deal together for 09 for the uh, Coney Challenge, and both of us signed a contract uh, with Lynn Manley, and hopefully he's going to be able to raise some funding for us for 09 and go out and do at least a handful of races, which I'm pretty confident we'll get to do a few. Just don't know if it'll be the entire season. Well, that's awesome. I wish you best of luck on that. I appreciate that, and hopefully it'll work out, and I'll see you at Watkins Glen in there uh, yeah. again. <laughs> There we go. So, so when you were young, growing up, I mean, not that you're not young now, <coughs> excuse me, but uh, first thing growing up, what, uh, what what got you going to racing? What what kind of stirred the old pot and said, "Hey, uh, I think I want to check this thing out." Growing up in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, hometown of Danny Sullivan, eighty-five Indy five hundred winner, drove for uh, Penske, won the championship in I think eighty-eight, if memory serves correctly. I followed him as I was growing up in Kentucky. He became one of my idols, one of a few guys in the industry, and I just started going to racing schools in 87 with Jim Russell in Canada, up in Montreal, uh, Donington Park in England, and actually went to the Russell School out in California, won a scholarship from the Russell School, and was able to compete uh, in the school series in Canada and England, and just kind of progressed from there, and wrote letters to Danny, and he gave me advice telling me that I was in for a long, difficult road kept after it, you know, persevered, got hooked up with Garvin Brown, who was an heir to Jack Daniels, uh, who pretty much bankrolled Danny Sullivan when he started his career, and uh, Garvin helped me out quite a bit. Unfortunately, it didn't last as long for me with Garvin Brown as it did for Sullivan, but, you know, that's just the nature of the beast, and, you know, I kind of capitalized on some of those things that I did with Garvin and uh, Danny, and, and just moved on from there, and then, you know, that's how I got got going in the industry. That's awesome. I didn't know that uh, you got a connection there. That's cool. So you uh, spent time up at Le Circuit Mont-Tremblant, Quebec. That's it. Oh, that's <laughs> a, very nicely done. <laughs> oh, that's the first track I ever uh, drove a race car at. That's, awesome. Uh, it's and, quite the track, isn't it? Yeah, and as you know, a place like that is a great track to learn on because it has so many variables. I mean, you have high-speed corners, slow-speed corners, and slow-speed slow corners are usually more difficult to drive because they're a little bit more technical and has many uh, elevation changes. So you, it's a great track to learn on. So when you go to other tracks, you can kind of dissect tr- other tracks by learning on tracks like that one because you're like, all right, that's kind of similar to this corner. There's some elevation change. It's not completely unfamiliar territory to you. And you kind of take that and use it to uh, dissect other racetracks that you move around to on, around the country, which can be a, a challenge when you jump from one track to the next. Sure. I mean, in music, we all know about the one-hit wonders. Exactly. Same with motorsports. People become a one-track wonder. You can't beat that guy at that track. Go somewhere else, and it's like uh, they're lost. At the back of the pack. So it's a totally different deal. I mean, you're going from one track to the next. You're completely having to dissect the track, learn it as quick as you can, depending on the situation you're in. Like Watkins Glen this year in the Coney Challenge. Never been to Watkins Glen. Had to get in the car and basically learn the track during the race. So... That was pretty challenging. So to finish 13th out of 44 in our field, I was pretty, pretty pleased with with that result for a one-off deal. Exactly. You know, and I think uh, I saw a lot of that when I first started in motorsports. Everyone, everyone wanted to put together the perfect deal, the perfect package. 
And of course, over time, we started realizing that that never happens. You take what you got, take the opportunity, you roll with it as long as you can. Yeah, I mean, it's never as easy as people think. I mean, as, as you know, Derek, in the industry, you get so many questions from people that say, how do I get started in motor racing? What is involved? What do you have to do? You know, it is definitely a financial game. You know, talent definitely plays a role in it, but talent isn't the only uh, element you need to become a successful race car driver. I mean, there are many variables. I mean, obviously, like I said, the finances of it, uh, being a good public speaker, working with the sponsor on and off the track, all those things make huge differences in keeping the sponsor happy, raising the funding to get in the cockpit, and then at the same time, being able to get in the cockpit and actually do the job at hand and go out and win some races and bring home the car in one piece and strong finishes for everyone involved. Yeah. I remember uh, on that same line, the fellow who unfortunately passed away years ago, but uh, was actually the first driving school with myself at uh, Montremblant at... Uh, uh, up there at the track, and he was uh, French background. And he was. I always remember. I can't try to say it the way he would, but he was always talking about the guys at that point in Formula One, the the pressure, and he would always refer to them as being a big man because of the pressures that would be on that person and to perform that you could only never know unless you're actually Lewis Hamilton, you know, Massa, you know, a Schumacher, those guys, what they're actually going through. And it's the same whether it's a club race or anything else. It's just you know everything like you say and then to be actually perform at the same time oh definitely i mean it's you know standing on the other side of the fence as a spectator it's always different you know it's the the typical scenario that you hear the monday morning quarterback if i was out there this is what i do and people don't really understand what the driver is going through in the cockpit and the mental game of it is so huge i mean being outside the car after you've done a practice session or a qualifying session, the briefings that you go through with the team of um, looking over the data from the car, from your laps in the session, um, how that data differed from maybe your data in the morning and how the setup has changed from the weather to the car, the whole, the whole deal. And then when you have those moments on your own, just going through it thousands of times in your head, what if I would have gotten on the brakes just a little bit later? What if I got on the throttle just a little bit earlier? Maybe I could have used a little bit more room coming off that corner, that extra inch as I unwind the wheel and track out of that corner. That could have, that could have been a hundredth of a second right there. Yep. And that's the mental side to it. And you're just constantly doing laps and playing that game. So when you get in the car, you're completely focused, job at hand. It's not your typical sport where uh, you go out and you focus or concentrate for 10, 15 minutes, and then you can come over and sit on the sideline and take a break. And Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And that's a mouthful, but that's that's the deal. I mean, that's... Oh, definitely. Yeah. So uh, people will look for you next year, uh, 2009, hopefully, Coney Challenge and other road racing events. What other... Uh, where are you hanging your hat these days? What's, what's keeping you busy? Uh, keeping me busy um, doing corporate events for car manufacturers. Did one for Dodge Chrysler this year. Also did one for uh, Infinity. Um, doing some hot lap programs for racing promotional people where you're getting in uh, different style cars from a stock car to a road racing car to even uh, maybe something like a Mustang and doing drifting events uh, for people and kind of uh, showcasing cars and just uh, bringing people out for a good time with a professional driver and show them what it's like to be on the other side of the fence and uh, so they get a little bit of a taste of it. Mixed in with some coaching uh, out of the racetracks and doing team programs. So I've been pretty fortunate and I kind of bounce around from one program to the next to keep myself busy while at the same time trying to get that funding together for 09 Coney Challenge Series. Yeah, it's a full plate. 
Absolutely, full-time job and one-man show, one-man army, and uh, it never gets done unless you get up and do it yourself. <laughs> that's it. That's that's the deal. Well, I want to thank you for the time you've taken today to, to chat. Uh, keep us posted on, on what's coming up, and uh, look forward to talking to you again. All right, Derek, I appreciate it. Well, thank you, man. Cool. The Road Racers Podcast would like to have your input. We're always looking to make this a better show, and we'd like to get your feedback. Now, there's two ways to do that. Please call us on our comment line. 206-888-4301. And please let us know which podcast it is you're commenting on. Your comments may be used in upcoming shows. So if you got a good idea and you want to hear yourself on the Road Racers podcast, call us in. Let us know what you think. Again, the number is 206-888-4301. And if you prefer not to have your voice on the show or not to be heard, then you can send us an email. Just do it to feedback at roadracerspodcast.com. Again, that's feedback at roadracerspodcast.com. Now, if you know somebody specifically that should be on this show, please let us know. We want to make this one of the best things you can find out there in the world of motorsports. This is Derek Ross, hoping you've really enjoyed the show. We'll see you at the track. You have been listening to the Road Racers Podcast on Race Remote. Your host has been Derek Ross. To subscribe to the Road Racers Podcast, and for all show notes and more information, you'll find us on the web at www.roadracerspodcast.com. You can also find us on iTunes. The Road Racers Podcast is a production of Race Drive Interactive Inc., providing winning interactive solutions for the motorsports industry. Road Racers Podcast is copyright 2008. Race Drive Interactive, Inc. All rights are reserved. The Road Racers Podcast is a proud member show of the Race Remote Media Network. Motorsports at its best. No batteries required. For all the latest shows and updates, please visit www.raceremote.com. For marketing opportunities and more information, call our friendly marketing department at 818-430-RACE or see us on the web at www.raceremote.com. Thanks for supporting motorsports. Now get to a race event and take a friend. I'll see you at the track.